Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Brownie Davis, Ernie Carafa, Ethan Ferguson, Paul Parten, Ozoron, Jared Davis, Kevin Smith, The Redacted Files Podcast Network, Call Me Ishmael, and Daniel Allardyce. Thanks for helping us create this world of twisted magic. And that's good enough. Hey everybody, this is Dave. Welcome to Fanable.com Roleplaying Podcast. I am joined here by Dan and Jesus, and I am not the one that is going to be steering this ship because it is going to be Dan. Indeed. Hey guys. Hey. So yeah, so we are going to be playing today a, a, a little game uh, written by Nevin Holmes uh, called Gun and Slinger. It is a two-player, technically three-player with, with the Maestro game in which one, one player plays a gun, and the other player plays the uh, the slinger for that gun, uh, the man who slings the gun, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, of course, will be your maestro for this game. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the game. The base, I'll, I'm going to introduce the basic setting, and then we're going to go through a few questions that are going to tell us about each of your characters. Dave will be playing the gun, while Jesus will be playing the slinger, and we will determine uh, the specifics of their characters shortly but first let's talk about the world real quick gun and slinger for those of you who don't know is an rpg created for short episodic sessions about a weapon and a wanderer now this gun and slinger they set out into a dead planet mutated by a god's forgotten child and hunt strange bounties investigate the world and unlock hidden powers during play you will seek to learn the nature of what's hunting the slinger figure out why the gun is sentient and discover how the world died. Now, how do we get to this world? Well, eons ago, far beyond mortal memory, the sky shattered and something ate the moon and stars, leaving us with only our sun, a small cluster of planets, and a new twisted moon. Something birthed from the sky either, fell to our planet, and began to twist and warp it. It was the end of our world before anyone living could remember. But now, many generations later, our people's remnants wander the twisted land and fight the bioluminescent night-crawling creatures searching our castles and cities' ruins for ancient magic and technology to help us survive. The brave and hopeful work to keep our pocket-sized towns together and alive. Now, many years after our stars were devoured, you find yourself searching the ruins with your new partner. I hope you find what you're looking for. Now, let's talk about the world itself. I'm going to ask each of you a couple of questions, and from there we're going to kind of build where we're going, what we're doing, uh, and what the world looks like. I already have some general sort of uh, ground rules, and some of these questions are for me as the maestro, uh, so I will answer them when we get there. So first, we'll do a little bit of prep uh, for this game. Uh, one of the interesting things about the game is that there are no, there is no dice, there is no rolling. It is a card-based game, and just before we went uh, on air, we did a couple of tw test uh, actions and runs because it's it's an interesting system. It's very different from from uh, from anything we've done before. It is it is a weird combination of go fish and blackjack, but it's like a like a two-player co-op blackjack. It's it's wild, and hope we'll see how it goes once we're uh you know in in game, 
Uh, but uh, but it's it's definitely going to be a bit of an adjustment. So part of that is me laying down uh, the first set of cards. So I'm going to give each of my players here a hand of five cards. One, two, three, four, five for Jesus, five for Dave, and five for me. Uh, listeners, alas, you cannot uh, see our cards, but we will we'll call them out as we play them. Uh, although one of the things that happens here for the players is that if they have any pairs of cards in their hand, they have to lay those down face down, and they cannot tell me or each other what those are. They are kept private, and they use those to act. So uh, each of them has placed a pair down. We'll call it out as we go. Hopefully you can uh, kind of keep track of how it's going over on your end, dear listener. But now that our players each have their cards, have placed down their pairs if they have any, we, uh, and the last thing, of course, is for me to place down my pair of jokers, which I either, I may have shuffled into the deck, I'll find them and reshuffle later. I am assuming neither of you got jokers in your hands. Nope. But anyway, the jokers that I will display later uh, determine a danger that we will be uh, getting to shortly. So first, setup questions for the table. We're all gonna we're all gonna discuss this one together. The twist. The twist continues to be an omnipresent, slow, world-changing force. Besides the night beasts, what new and hostile force was introduced in the last decade? And how has daily life changed? The Roots Suddenly throughout the land, malevolent roots have slowly sprouted and started overtaking farmlands, and it is, at least for now, unstoppable. It's slow, though, so it takes time for it yeah. to... So it is basically a threat that people aren't... People being people, they don't take it as an immediate threat until their town is like, oh, it's just Roots, we'll be fine. 10, 20 years later, now that town is overrun. But they didn't do anything about it because that was, what, 20 years? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people aren't taking it seriously until it's too late. That's my suggestion, but if you have any. I dig that. You got anything to add for that, uh, Dave? Um, I have a different idea. All right. Okay. All right. Um, and that is uh, uh, dupes. Duplicate. Oh. Ooh. So there are uh, duplicates of people that will show up randomly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that will only speak one or two sentences of uh th that a person would say and they are no more they are no more dense as a a dust devil in the wind but they show up sometimes and you know like i walk upstairs and then come back down here and be like hey guys and you'd be like hey and then there would be dan in the corner being like hey that would be a duplicate and i could walk into it push it and it would dissipate into the wind and they are a nuisance but they are also a reason why sometimes people just get pushed and offended mm -hmm. because other people assume that they are just some mindless drone oh sorry i thought you were a duplicate is very offensive thing to say mm -hmm. both have potential yeah and you know what there may they may even be related but I, I like those. I like those things, and these are new things that have, that have you know happened within the last decade, uh, and have in fact changed daily life uh, for for better or worse. Yes. Now, in the last few years, the ancient force magic has resurfaced. In what form? Are we going to say it's common, Dix? 
<laughs> and how is it used? Well, <laughs> just well, jigs all around. Wish I could tell you, Dan. The question answers itself, I suppose. Uh, no, but no. Do, do, do you have any? So basically, magic has existed, but it's it's resurfaced recently over the past couple of years. It, it's gotten more and more and more. Um, something that's been escalating uh, over the past few years, like recent memory, not not like hundreds of years ago. Hearts. So in ancient magic, in 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 mm-hmm. also like you know different uh, like lore and fairy tales and children's rhymes and mm-hmm. the idea of like magic, black magic, witches magic, using hearts, hearts of children, hearts of animals, has uh, has been propagated throughout time, and when magic resurfaced. Turns out that some very intelligent people realize that it's hearts. It's the word of hearts. Mm-hmm. So anything heart-based is useful for magic. Heart drawings. Heart cards from poker. Heart of uh, vegetables like hearts of uh, not asparagus, artichokes, artichokes. Thank yeah. you. Hearts of artichokes. Yes, anything heart based is useful in magic, which leads people who hunt magic users to look for illustrations, cards, artichokes, uh, for for hearts. But you cannot cast magic without some sort of illustration. Or reference to the heart. Let me add something to that. Sure. Uh, the reason hearts has become so central to magic, essentially, is because it's related to the heart of the world. Like anyone who casts magic hears a sort of heart, but it surrounds them and seems to come from the world itself. And the the concept of hearts only works because it relates to the heart of the world. So like when you think of hearts, it somehow connects to the world itself, and that's why hearts become such a power. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there evidence of heart magic in the towns that have been taken over by your roots? The more uh, concentrated magic, the more magic used in a town, the more they study magic, the more likely the root attacks slowly a town. Which is why there's defenses against the root. It's not, it's not an overpowerful, the root isn't overpowerful. It always, but it stretches slowly and it waits. And if there's ever a weakness in a town, it will slowly start to take over. And there's brilliant weaknesses because, well, people being people, they fight against each other. And as they fight against each other, the root slowly takes in, comes in. And do keep in mind, there's a twist and there's magic, and they are two separate forces. Mm. So that's the thing. The, the roots came from the twist. They were an answer to the question of what has changed recently with the so twist. So can we say then the twist hunts for magic? Yeah, no, no, we, we okay. can. I mean, I'm there saying, we go. Like, exactly. Like, okay, the, just want to be sure. The roots are, are from the twist. Mm-hmm. Magic is from the heart. They are two separate things. The twist and the, the gun, heart. The gun, for example, has a connection to magic. The slinger has a connection to the twist. So keep that in mind as well. But I do like mm. that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and so on that, so speaking. The, oh, so we can say that yeah, the twist hunts for the magic of the world. 
for the heart of the world. It's it, as it far be, as we know. As far as, as we, we know, know. As far as we know. Because the twist is as alien as anything true, else. True. True. Sure. Maybe. Maybe it does. Maybe for the reasons you think. Maybe not for the reasons you think. True. But it it does. It do seem to be that way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the twist, it recently destroyed the region's largest city, as one does. Uh, what was its name? What was its purpose? And what changed? Uh, the name was Alpaz. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that is that the name of something else? No, you're you're saying you'll pass. I'll pass. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I thought you were saying I'll pass. All right, hey, Sue as well. <laughs> what do you guys? I'll pass. Oh, okay. I like that idea. So it's all paths. All right. Pa- all paths. All paths. All That's a great paths. idea. The largest yes, city. Yes. It was it was region. attempt to be a hub of all the cities mm. because of the danger of the twist. They wanted to connect all the cities to to escape the potential danger of the land itself. Ruled by the uh, King Chubby Checker, <laughs> who is master of the twist. Okay. <laughs> Although I like I like that because you know an all paths uh, kind of place sounds a lot like the heart of the region. Mm. Oh, it sounds a lot like the heart of the area, and, and the that twist was its downfall. Destroyed it. Yes. Uh, so what changed? What does it look like there? Nobody lives there anymore. The place has been destroyed, but what's there now? It is actually exactly the same, but every citizen has been replaced by a duplicate. Ooh, I, look no, at you with the like ring back. There we yeah. go. I like that a lot. Each, All right. Each relatively a perfect copy of the person before it, but committing rote actions mm-hmm. of what they did in their living life. And there are survivors there mm. that mimic lives of other duplicates because they found out one crucial thing. The food and water they make is real. Mm. But there is something mm-hmm. about living there that is dangerous. Oh. A reason that I mean, people again. can't just go in and say like, oh yeah, okay, we'll wipe out all the uh, duplicates except for the farm ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's got to be because there always needs a replacement for the duplicate, or oh, what happens at night? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the twist gets worse at night. Okay, okay, and maybe the, the duplicates because they're part of the twist. Mm-hmm. It gets worse at night, so during the daytime. Yeah, it's basically a farmer's market in downtown Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know? But at night, something happens with the duplicates. At during the day, there are duplicates of, of doing the actions of what they their copies did. Mm-hmm. At night, there are hive mind that hunt for any discrepancies. Ooh, I, I mean, like that's it. Definitely one of the stories they tell mm-hmm. about what might be in there. Mm-hmm. But I do like that a lot. Yeah, all paths. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well done. The next question. Uh, what major landmarks remain? What's their importance? Everyone has to create at least one. Dick Butt. Dick Butt. No. Dick Butt. Dick Butt Mountain. <laughs> Dick Butt Mountain. Dick Butt Mountain. For before the time of the twist, there was a mountain that was considered a sort of repository of knowledge. But it wasn't like books or like scrolls or anything like that. People sacrifice themselves there sacrifice but it wasn't like blood sacrifice or anything they sacrificed their memories there mm-hmm. the the time before the mountain became 
a source of basically the memories of so many people of their knowledge. So basically it became a repository of knowledge to help the people around them with the coming of the twist. Oh, and I will say the mountain at some point because of this repository, no one remembers when this started, like why people started putting their memories there. Mm-hmm. It was thousands of years ago, but at some point the smell had be, had gained sentience because of these memories, because of these personalities from past scholars and people who wanted to be remembered. And it was considered a mountain of wisdom to help rulers and people. But with the coming to twist, the mountain had become utterly insane. It is to go to the mountain is to experience gibbering madness. I dig it. I dig it. All right. That's one major landmark of okay. the mountain. Mountains of madness. Yep. Mountains uh, of madness. Oh, my yeah. God. Yep. So David, but it's just the one mountain. Just so one it's, mountain it's of madness. Mountain. But it's a big mass mountain. There used to be many, the whole cordillera of madness, if you will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I dig that. Dave, you yeah. got something for me? All right. Um, Jesus, I don't know if I can follow up with the obvious Lovecraft reference. <laughs> so we're looking for a major landmark yes. in major all of the land. Landmark. Uh, major landmark, that is the kind of thing that, like, regardless of what village you go to, like, in the area, they're going to know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, you mentioned the mountains, like, oh, the the, the gibbering, the gibbering, there we go, the gibbering mountain is like, the uh, gibbering yeah, mountain is like, oh, fuck, people know about the gibbering mountain. Mm-hmm. They, they might not have ever seen it, they might not have ever gone there, but everybody knows about the gibbering mountain. Mm-hmm. It lies due east, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that that kind of, like, landmark, mm-hmm. well-known. The gibbering, I love the gibbering mountain. This one's called the Dip. All right. And the Dip is a massive uh, crater in the ground outside of the town or out just outside in the wasteland yes yes in the wilds yes and it's a perfectly curved like concave dip uh as if you took like a uh you know uh, a ball and smashed it into the sand and then lifted it back out and anyone who crosses over the threshold into the dip finds themselves falling and then floating and then finds themselves in the air, falling amongst countless other debris. And after some investigation from the more adventurous of the uh, people of the world, they found out that this debris that is eternally plummeting are artifacts or possessions from the past times and so much knowledge and value can be found by going into the dip as well as things like food food it turns out mm-hmm. perfectly preserved entire roast chickens have been found canned goods uh old electronics that can no longer work but are still valuable to bring back even things like monuments, coffins full of riches, but no bodies. However, when one returns from the dip, they suffer the bends, the, uh, the, the, the uh, wild, uh, not disease, but uh, affliction of those uh, who go deep underwater and then surface too quickly and then yeah. decompress and could die. And now going into the dip is seen as the same as being a deep sea diver in the 1800s. 
it's wildly profitable, but also wildly dangerous. And there are now people called dippers, people who have survived and now make their living doing this insane thing. Love it. I like it. I like that a lot. All right. And one last landmark, which I will make up. I'm going to call this one. It's just the radio tower. Everybody knows about the radio tower. It's 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 in the area. And here's the thing. It's always if you know the station to tune into the radio tower, it's it's broadcasting all day and all night. And sometimes it's music and sometimes it's talk shows and languages. You don't know. Sometimes it's just string of numbers. But, you know, it's Sometimes when you're out there in the wilds, you know, hacking away at the the undergrowth and just trying to make uh trying just to make your way through, it's it's nice to hear a voice, human or otherwise. Uh, so uh, everyone that that can find some kind of receiver for the for the tower signal, uh, you know, tends to enjoy it. Uh, thing is, the tower is is if you're not listening to it, you you can never really see it, but if you're tuned in, yeah. You can always see the light of the tower blinking off in the distance, and some people have set off to find it. Um, and nobody's nobody's heard from those people yet. Uh, I mean, if you stop listening, you, you stop seeing it. So you have to keep listening to try and get to it. But nobody can really think of anybody who's actually ever gotten. Interesting. But funny how you can really see it from just about anywhere when you're tuned in. So I'm keeping that one as, as another major landmark. Love it. I right. like that a lot. All right. So next question for the table. Uh, the gun is magical, sentient, and speaks. How common is this? Can objects besides guns speak? How do people typically react? Yes. I mm-hmm. one million percent believe that guns can speak. In the most monotone bullshit AI like boilerplate responses it's like talking to the the g-o-o-g-l-e like dots we've got around Mm. the uh the apartment here i think that they give very basic responses and when the gunslinger here talks to his gun people are like oh that's such a retro thing i think i look like a ipod and everybody else is holding an iPhone and it's like so much better, but like, yeah, actually yeah. the old tech is the best question. <laughs> is that common for all weapons or just guns? Ooh, I think just guns. So is I that, think, was this a, was this a technology or if it was a technology common to before the time of the twist or like because of the twist has happened? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I think that inexplicably since the twist, not inexplicably, maybe uh, a, a way to condemn human beings and <laughs> specifically Americans. Uh, only guns have utilized this fantastical technology to be able to interact with them verbally to make them do what you want. Meanwhile, farmers and people still struggle with like mules and shit. Question. Does this immediately happen once you craft a gun or something has to happen to make the gun sentient? Sold by companies, baby. <laughs> we are beyond the days of the, uh, of the, of the small time, uh, what was it? The, um, industrial revolution, uh, took out the, the, what the, the cottage industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we are, we have bounced back. The, 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 
The moon was eaten. The stars are gone. We got glowing monsters. You know what the world needs? Corporations. Question. Multiple corporations or one corporation that creates a gun? Multiple corporations, different languages of gun. So do you speak Apple? Do you speak Google? Do you speak, you know, like Samsung? Okay. I'm going to take that, twist it a bit, basically say yes. Yes, and, if you will. Uh, yep. Yes, that I, I dig that. Uh, most guns basically have like a built-in sort of, you know, like low-level AI Magitech chip. Um, this is something that happened in this region specifically because it was effective. This whole area, there was a, there was there was a lot of death for a while um, because you know people made guns and they found guns that that shot real crazy shit you know using Magitech and whatnot from from the ruins of the previous worlds that have been dug up and let's be very clear uh, the the tech the Magitech that lets guns talk is very much Magitech dug up from the from the past world it is not new. Uh, it is not being created. It is being mined for. Um, mm. and But it was mined for and it was put into, into guns specifically because the greatest city in, in the area recently destroyed um, had a lot of political pull. And they basically said, like, well, we can't take people's, like, fire, you know, destroying guns away because... The people have, like, guns that shoot magic. Uh, that is going to be hard. But they managed to make it so that's like, from now on, the only people that are allowed to make guns uh, are these companies that have to put these chips because the chips make it so you basically have to convince the gun to do what you want. Like, you have to ask it. You can't just pull the trigger. And that basically makes it so there's a lot less just people just randomly shooting each other. It's like, I want to kill that motherfucker! Well, as an AI large language Question. model, I'm afraid I can't let you. Question. Would it make it that all path was the point mm -hmm. where these guns were manufactured with all path gone? There are There's... no more guns being created, making guns like that rarer. Exactly. No, that's the thing. Like now there are guns coming out, ghost guns, if you will, okay. that don't have the AI chip and can be fired by anyone. And that's scary to a lot of people because this talking gun situation is very normal. This has been going on. It's been it's been like mm -hmm. decades on this. People have fully acclimated. Mm. And now, like after what happened to All Pass, like, yo, I hear there's like AI-less guns out there. But an advantage to the gunslinger is that his gun can talk to any other gun, including the new heretical guns. Mm. Yep. So I can suss out, oh yeah, that guy has an unregistered gun. I mean, there's no one to register them with anymore. You know what I but mean? But you know, yeah. You, you know, know exactly what Question, what, what, what would be the difference besides the artificial intelligence or mm -hmm. intelligence? I don't want to be racist. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But uh, what would be the major difference between one of these AI guns and, a re and the new heretical gun? The major difference. I mean, the major difference is that the heretical guns just shoot bullets. Like the AI guns were made with Magitech. Most of them are pretty badass. Oh, but so you still have to convince them and they have to like think that they are being allowed. Like, like this is a good situation into which to unleash a torrent of flaming hell. I would say. Meanwhile, the ghost guns are just guns. Okay. I, I, no, I would say mm -hmm. nothing. At the end of the day, 
A dead body is a dead body. True. And one of the the biggest threat, the biggest uh, shift in paradigm that everyone is dealing with is that these heretical guns, by the way, next question is, yes. let's think of a different name for them. <laughs> um, they shoot just as good as the magical guns, just like the difference between a duel between gentlemen and a stabbing in an alleyway. What is the difference? I would add one possible modification. What's up? The radical heretical guns, where we, we do have to rename that. Mm -hmm. yep. The radical heretical guns would shoot bullets mm -hmm. because the AI guns, our magic tons, used magic, used magic from the heart of the world mm -hmm. to craft them. That's why they were stuck in all paths because right. only you, these corporations knew how to use the magic of the world to craft these guns. The heretical guns just use regular bullets. We need people who've discovered there's a way to make them like the heretical, the, the regular AI guns. But that, the heretical guns use magic of the twist. Interesting. To, with the magic of the twist, you don't need to discover the guns because the twist makes the gun subservient to the human. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Yes. All right. All right. There's, there's something I can work with. There. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. One more thing. All right. The twist makes the gun subservient to the human, which means the people. Oh, I love this. Bring it. The people who use the heretical guns are the actual gunslingers because they have to learn how to use the tool all by themselves. Mm -hmm. So a, a gun like in our world, mm -hmm. the gun doesn't give a fuck who you are, what you do or who you're shooting. It's just a gun. And so the people who wield the, the uh, dead guns are the actual like sharpshooters. They are the ones who have to control a piece of metal with no assistance from a soul or a body or anything. And that is one of the biggest threats is that anyone, while they can't just pick up a nine, uh, like a, a six iron mm -hmm. and shoot it, but they can learn. And most shooters with the old guns didn't have to learn. They just had to bond. I dig it. It is the old West versus the new West. I like that concept because with the old guns, with the old AI magic of the heart of the world, that gun becomes basically your conscience. Mm -hmm. Basically like, do you sure you want to shoot this person? How does that, I, let's, I'm getting super meta here, mm -hmm. but that's the idea of this yeah, game. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Though. basically, but basically like, are you sure you want to shoot this person? How does it affect not only you, but the people around you? The new West is like, Anne Rind, this is you, motherfucker. Yeah. Who cares about anyone else? Just shoot anybody in front of you. The twist. Oh, I'm liking this because this is getting a little Star Wars. Mm -hmm. The old tech, which uses yeah. the magic of the world, be, be is. Be careful a... about attributing purpose to the twist. Though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The fair enough. The twist is not something you okay. get to. You get to. You know what? That's fair enough. Then ignore what I said, but yeah. it feels like. I'll, I'll just talk about the heart, magic of the heart. No, 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 no. I've got something for this, but go. Okay, yeah. It feels like the magic of the heart of the world, because it uses magic tech, was about, yes, the heart of the world realizes people are going to fight each other, but it still uses the gun magic to be like, yeah, but 
it's still going to affect other people. So, like, think about that before you shoot. The twist might be different entirely. Well, no, see, here's what I'm thinking. Because the twist, again, like, the, the twist is... I'm not trying is, to... Is, I'm is, sorry, I was no, just no, trying no, to find no, it. No, no, you're, 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 we're on the same, in the same okay. general track. As here's the thing, again, for, for the gunslingers, you know, the, the people who just use, like, effectively these... Go I'm going to call them ghost guns. Fuck it. Ghost uh, guns. You know, basically people, you know, people who are using these ghost guns, um, your, your average ghost gun just shoots bullets. The Magitek ghost guns, those use Magitek, so they can do all sorts of weird-ass shit. They might mm -hmm. shoot, shoot bullets, they might shoot water, they might shoot whatever weird energy, they might work as, like, also, like, teleporting things, mm -hmm. whatever. They, they have weird magical abilities, which makes them, you know, even though they're harder to use, you have to convince the gun to do the thing, but if, if the gun thinks it's a good idea, it can pull off some crazy shit. So the people, the gunslingers that are faced, you know, occasionally have to go against this, no matter how good you are, you're still going up against fucking magic. They don't get to use the magic because again, the magic tech, the circuits and everything, like the magic tech doesn't work without the AI. You can't mm -hmm. you can't strip it. So they have no choice but to depend on the twist. The only way they can match the magic, uh, you know, the, basically that magic power is by basically taking advantage of the twist, taking advantage of, of that power, letting it change them, letting it change their weapons. And that lets them do things with their guns that are able to match it, but all, you know, match, match, or even exceed. But again, with the twist, there's always a price. Um, you're, you're basically opening yourself up to something that's going to change you deep. Speaking of which, and, and which we'll get to you with, I, um, with your character as a slinger very shortly. May I introduce a third option? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love these two groups. Yeah. A third option. Mm -hmm. People who just use a gun and then their ability to lie so that they go underneath the radar of uh, both the, um, the, the people with the old tech guns and the, um, the ghost guns, because they seem to be locked in a war of like, you know, Jedi Sith sort of uh, conflict. Yeah. yeah. I think there are people called snapshots. And those are people who are just like, I have a fucking gun. It does what I say because I pull the trigger mm -hmm. and they're effectively assassins. They are just people who in, you know, like in the traditional idea of a Western movie, the hero comes into a saloon, bunch of people playing poker. The snapshot is the guy playing the piano, mm -hmm. just looking for the person they're there to kill. And then there's a shootout, there's a drawdown, everybody in their fancy fucking gun and their weird magical gun, they all shoot each other. The snapshot while running out as one of the, you know, the, 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 the citizens mm -hmm. just trying to get away, pulls a gun and real quick, just bam, bam, shoots the hero in his gut and then runs out. Mm -hmm. And that is the threat that basic technology has mm -hmm. in the world. There is yeah. this epic struggle between these two groups, but also there are people who just need a ghost gun to kill a motherfucker, except no substitutes. And that's the thing. There are, there are people who can, you know, sense and feel magic, just like there are people who can sense and feel the twist. Um, you're using one of these. It, it, it's just a gun. It's just a chunk of metal yep. with some gunpowder. Neither one, like neither your twist sense nor your magic sense are gonna tell you about that one. 
So basically, like, if... Okay, so basically, in a general sense, like, if I, with my magic check gun or the ghost gun, face off against a regular dude in, like, an open duel where everyone can see each other, the ma- the regular dude is fucked. That's why these guys have to be, assa- like you said, assassins mm-hmm. and, like, be yeah. smarter about how they use the gun. Yeah, they know not to get into, like, a shootout with, with like, people who have fucking guns that shoot magic or weird okay. twisted whatever the fuck it is that those guys are shooting yep. uh, yeah sometimes you're like no you, that's that's stupid why would i stand in front of those guys and try and trade shots mm-hmm. fuck that shit mm-hmm. yep but when they're not looking though hey this thing's real effective <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so basically we're talking about it's basically like um uh like a man versus machine versus yes. magic and uh turns exactly. out the machine is uh it's creeping up. It's yeah. just, yep. it's creeping up. Yeah, this cottage industry, uh, ironically, this cottage industry of guns is overtaking this mass production of magical guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this in this land, clearly, uh, clearly, uh, you know, it, I mean, uh, obviously, this is post-apocalyptic America with the with the uh, general obsession with guns. So we have Fair magical, enough. otherwise. Um, one last uh, question for the world, and then we'll we'll dive into your character specifically. But people. Occasionally find simple stone relics, and they've been finding these for, for forever, for, for long before anyone can remember. Just you come across these little orbs, spheres, pyramids with glowing inlays. How do they feel when you touch them? And what, what do people think they're for? Nobody really knows where they're from, who makes them. Just occasionally you run across one. I would think that these things are a defensive formation that the world, like we already established, there's a heart of the world. I'm not saying, I would say there's a yeah, heart this, of the world. This is their, their theoretical purpose. This is yeah, what, what, people, theori- what people think, think they do. Okay. Yeah, we have established that do. there is a heart of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the world is sentient, but it is alive and it is aware of the twist. These things people theorize are some sort of defense. They don't know how to use it, mm-hmm. but it's an attempt to defend itself against the twist. I like that. So maybe people carry them as as, as good luck charms yes. to waste it to ward off the twist. Exactly. Whether Does it, it work or not? Or yeah. Not, Who knows? Yeah, nobody really knows. But like, like so those sort of like evil eye pendants, like exactly. people, yeah, to, to ward away the evil eye. Maybe maybe that could be a thing. Like people find them and think, oh hey, lucky lucky find. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, you know, find find uh find the glowing orb. Uh, keep you know keep the twist away or yep, something. Yep. I, don't know, yeah. I actually came up with something completely different. Go, Let's go hear it. it. Go for it. The way that people feel. When they t- touch these objects in, uh, you know, small cairns or high atop mountains or in some sort of uh, tree that's structured to look like some sort of god, mm-hmm. is they hear a song. And when they try to explain it to people, they can't. It's like a memory in a dream, but it's always there. And these songs are created by musicians. Even if you weren't a musician before, you have it in your head and you're compelled to try to recreate it. And these songs, when they are recreated in whatever modern day musical instruments we have, bring a lot of peace and happiness to people. And no one knows why these things are there. And the best guess is they are artistic creations from previous generations 
from whoever came before us, from maybe even people that existed before the stars were devoured. And this is their best gift. This is what survived them. And now we have people walking around with songs in their minds, trying to recreate them. And their paltry attempts to do so are the effective pop songs of the world, but have a genuine good influence in the world as if they're all, uh, maybe it affects them. They're all suddenly perfect pitch Mm -hmm. or they can affect any instrument they want, but it is a seemingly superfluous response that is artistic in its design. I like it. Like I'm, I'm going to hmm. combine both things, honestly, for the world. Because I, li- I it's like... It's for the fa- guns that are made out of guitars. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to combine both things in the sunset. It has an effect, but not on everybody. Mm-hmm. Certain people who touch these objects kind of feel that. Like, for whatever reason. We don't know why, but they do tend to be more artistically inclined. But if you are... If, you tu- if you're tuned in just right, uh, if you're the right kind of person, they do seem to unlock that. Um, for most people, though... They're just trinkets. They're just like could, they're just collectibles. Then could we say for these very specific people, maybe mm-hmm. maybe because DNA, maybe because of how their mind works, mm-hmm. they attune to this music and they become known as muses. Ooh, and I these like that. muses, no one knows how it works, but when they attune and use maybe a musical instrument or they sing a song, they're able to mitigate the some of the effects of the twist. Which is oh. which is where the the reputation for these things being good for keeping exactly. the twist is because the peep these muses that make this this music that actually does seem to help are often festooned with these stone relics. How mm-hmm. they tie them into their hair? They're, they're how dangling. many dudes or how many people mm-hmm. have tied those things into their hair or what the fuck ever? Yeah. To get laid. Oh, no. Claiming to be so many. 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 So yes. many. So oh, my God. Many. We made D&D bards. Yeah. No. Oh. no. You made the dude that shows up at the party with a guitar. No, fuck that guy. <laughs> try to get laid. Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, but he's but... already stoned. Uh, uh, but seriously, there are. Yeah, so, yeah, I like it. So, there are there are people who fake it for, to get laid. Yes. But there are certain people, a small, pers- very small percentage of people that are able to attune to this magic who become muses and their song or their music or however it's you want to show is displayed yep. are able to mitigate some of the effects of the, of the twist. Yes. Yes. And I love the idea that they are trying to keep themselves lesser known because larger groups would love to have them and study them. So Ooh. I think that their ability to quote slightly mitigate might be a uh, underrepresentation of what they can do because the stories are vast and varied. Mm-hmm. But the reality, well, I think there's a reason that organizations are looking for them to this day. Hmm. I dig it. I dig I it. love the idea. Like, I love they... the idea of the bards being the quiet heroes. Mm. Go on. Okay. No, I just I'm just imagining my idea. Like, if you could gather enough of them together, you would create something called an orchestra, a chorus, a chorus. A chorus probably yeah. a better way of saying it. And if you could create a chorus, 
who knows what could happen. But it's never been created because they keep being hunted. Yeah, this is the Hansel and Gretel of exactly. the world, right? Like, yeah. like, oh yeah, we've all heard these stories, but yeah. please, they don't actually exist. Exactly. Well, I knew somebody who used to strum a guitar, and then everybody in the in the room felt better, and like someone's flu went away. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not what they do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember... The ink monster wants to eat you!